Welcome to the How to Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marvis, and today we are very honored to have Mr. Jim Bala. How are you doing today? Great, Laura. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for taking some time out of your Friday evening to share us your amazing story. I know a little bit about it, but I've been waiting to hear the good stuff. So it sounds like you were pretty ill five years ago. If you could just kind of start us off with that, you know, tell us what was going on five years ago and uh, what happened after that? Well, I'm a painting contractor and um, I fell backwards and I uh, landed on a wire brush and I got a little poke from the wire brush in my behind and it bled a little bit and I didn't think anything of it. But by this time, I've kind of been overweight my whole life. Um, I was 280 pounds. Uh, it was getting harder for me to do some work as a painting contractor. And I was hiring people now to get me through the, the day because I was just in bad shape. And um, But that day that I fell on the uh, wire brush, I didn't think anything of it. And I came home, and we got a call from the hospital. My cousin had gone in the hospital for alcoholism, and they didn't think he would make it through the night. So we went into the ICU to say our goodbyes to my cousin, and they had really bad infections at the hospital with MRSA and staph infections going around. They had asked if we had any open wounds, and I didn't even think about that little poke that I got in my rear. So, um, you know, I never mentioned it. They put plastic gowns on me, and we dressed up with gloves and face masks, and we went and said our goodbyes. Well, the next day, um, when I got up, that little poke in my rear end started hurting, and I felt back there, and I'm like, it felt like a pimple. And I'm like, wow, that's a weird place for a pimple, forgetting all about that I had fell and I got I had a little injury. So... I went on with my day, and it never bothered me anymore. The next day I got up, and that that little pimple had turned into the size of like a golf ball. And I'm like, wow, what's going on back there? Well, I went on with my day that day, and I just kind of ignored it, and it was fine. Well, the next day, it got even bigger, now the size of a tennis ball. So it's a Saturday, and I had a $10,000 deductible for my health insurance and if I went straight to the hospital I would have had to pay that so I wanted to go see my doctor first and get a referral so I wasn't responsible for paying that big high dollar deductible so I waited until Monday well Saturday that injury got it like I said the size of a tennis ball when I waited until Sunday it was the size of a softball so when I finally got into my doctor by Monday morning, he's like, oh, my God, Jim, you have a huge atlas. Please go to the hospital immediately. Oh. And we might have to amputate my leg. Or, and they just took me back into the, um, into the uh, operating room, and I just kind of went into shock when they told me they might have to take my leg off and how bad the situation was. So, so wait, does the infection had spread to your leg at that time? Yes, the infection had spread into my leg and also up into my intestines and everything like that. It took three days for that to happen. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, so I ended up having 
26 operations in the next 23 days. Every day they would go in and try to cut more infection out of the out of that uh, out of my behind first, and then it started going in the, the front of my thigh and down my leg. And they would cut out a little spot. They would bandage it up, and then the next day in the morning they would go back and look and see if they got all the infection. Well, the second day, the infection wasn't gone, so they did a second operation, and they would cut more out, and then they checked me on the third day to see if there was any more infection going on. There was more on the third day, so they kept cutting and cutting and cutting. Now it's the 23rd day. They, they had most of the front of my thigh and inner thigh was gone down to the bone, from my waist all the way down to my knee, I could look down and see my bone, the muscle, the skin, everything was completely missing. And it was just a horrendous experience. I found out I had diabetes um, then. And on the 23rd operation, when they went in to do the debriefing, they were operating near my rectum. And the surgeon... Um, when he was cutting away some of the infection, actually nicked the inside of my rectum about two inches in. And what they did is they, when they're operating around your rectum, they'll put a cotton ball up there so no blood goes inside of you. Well, they put the cotton ball and they plugged me up, but now the nick that he made caused me to lose blood, and the blood was going into my intestines and into my stomach. And they kept giving me blood, giving me blood, and they didn't know where it was going at all. And what happens is they brought me back to recover, and I'm losing all this blood. They kept giving me more blood, and now my stomach is pumping up. So they took me off all my painkillers because you have a problem with the pain. I remember I was suffering so bad, and my stomach kept bloating the more blood they gave me. I guess I gained 18 pounds, and that was from the blood that they were pushing in me and trying to get me to stop bleeding, and they had no idea where it was coming from. Um, I recall that because of my drugs. I was off the drugs. There was no morphine or nothing. The pain was horrendous. I'm missing all the skin, and I was begging my brother to take my life. I'm sorry. It's No, that's okay. Wow. I might... Push me out the window, do something. I can't take the plane. Please help. So I ended up having to go to the bathroom. I was constipated for six hours. Finally, I went. When I went, all the 18 pounds of blood came out of me. My brother thought I was dead. He said it looked like someone took a five gallon bucket of blood and poured it all over your bed and the floor. So they, they took me into the operating room again to try and find the um, the source of the bleeding and the doctor started cutting my open and my my upper intestines so he did an incision up in my belly instead of looking down below where they just got through operating and they took up eight to 12 feet of my upper intestines out because they were so filled with blood they didn't know where the blood was coming from They figured since there was so much blood in there, this is going to be the source of where it's bleeding. So I had died on the table. They didn't know what to do to save my life. So they were frantically just cutting, trying to find out what was going on. 
So they pull that section of me out. They revive me, gave me a colostomy bag. They brought me back into the operating room later that day, and I'm still bleeding. They couldn't find the bleeding. So they took me in now for my 25th operation. They're looking around trying to find the source of the bleeding. They still couldn't find it. They brought me out. They really didn't know what to do to save my life. Finally, my surgeon, after 12 hours or 13 hours of operating on me, they got a new doctor in to kind of take over from him. So they took me into the operating room 26 times. He had noticed that they nicked the inside of my rectum. So he sewed that up right away, but not before he took out half my colon. So now I'm missing up to 12 feet of my upper intestines. Half my colon's gone. I've got a colostomy bag. It's just, that was a month in the when I walked into the hospital. So like I said, I found out I had diabetes. I had high cholesterol. I was almost 300 pounds. I was in bad shape. I had high blood pressure my whole life, and I was a mess. They re so after they released me from the hospital, I was there for five months because they had to grow all that skin back on me and everything. And then they sent me out to a nursing home to heal up. The whole time I was in the hospital, they never exercised my arms or my legs. They never did physical therapy on me. I couldn't feed myself. The muscle atrophy was so bad, I couldn't even lift my arms. So when I left, this, when I left that hospital seven months later, they put me in a nursing home, and I couldn't even move my body. It was stiff. Couldn't even feed myself. So they started reviving me slowly and bringing me back, and it was a horrible experience. I passed away three times. I didn't ever, I, in that nursing home when you can't move, you're so frightened, you think your life is over, you don't know what's happening, they tell you you have these diseases. Now I'm, they're giving me shots of insulin and all this pain medication. It took me five months before I got out of the hospital or out of the nursing home. I started walking again. I felt great. They were able to um, reverse the colostomy bag and everything like that worked. But it was a year later before I stepped foot back in my house from when I went into the hospital. So I followed my doctor's advice for five years. I had lost an incredible amount of weight and I was down to 190 pounds while I was in the hospital. And I started gaining it when I was in the, um, in the nursing home. So once I got out of the nursing home, you know, they're telling me I, I've got to give myself insulin and I'm giving myself shots of insulin. I was taking four to five units of insulin, uh, like after every meal. So maybe 12 units of insulin per day. Um, so I'm managing it. They gave me the diet, of course, and they told me no carbohydrates and eat your meat and high-protein diet, all that. Avoid all your carbs. And, and I did that. And I'm getting fatter, and I'm getting sicker. And now my leg, the one that I almost lost that they saved, and I'm so happy the doctor saved it, 
you know, I understand I was dying. They were panicking. They had to do what they did to save my life. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful now that I can walk and everything I have. I was never mad at anybody. They had to do what they did, and they did it. I accepted it. I've always got a positive attitude. Um, so my doctor's telling me, you know, take the insulin, eat this kind of diet, and I'm getting fatter, sicker. My leg, my foot on my right leg where they operate, is starting to turn black. My ankle, and it's getting infections. And I look down at my leg, and I'm afraid I'm going to lose my leg. And now this is a year or two later. My diabetes is getting worse. So I follow this whole nightmare for five years. When they reversed the colostomy bag, they let me go from the hospital, and I was having diarrhea eight to 20 times a day. If I would eat something, I'd have to immediately run to the bathroom. It was very difficult dealing with that and the swelling of a leg every day when I would, after I got back from the hospital, I sit down, my leg would swell up after four hours. I remember wearing like pants that were four sizes too big just for when my leg swelled up. It had room to swell up. And then I would come home. I had to lay down, keep my leg propped up above my heart for all the water and everything to drain out of the leg. And they, they told me that during the operation, since they removed all the meat and the upper part of my leg, that all my lymph nodes and everything that controls the water in the leg is no longer there. So I was always going to have the problem with the leg swelling up and there was nothing they could do. They tried giving me like a Ted Ho sock and that thing was so tight. I, I couldn't work with that on and my leg hurt so bad. So I went without it. And I dealt with this for five years with a swollen leg. I remember I would work for four hours and I'd have to lay on the floor Thank God I had wonderful clients that understood me using the bathroom every hour and that I would have to stop and rest and put my leg up. You know, I have worked for these people for 10 or 15 years and they loved everything I do. And, and, you know, everybody tried to help and thank God I, you know, I had a job to go back to. I'm self-employed. So I dealt with this for five years and I got a new guy now to come and work for me. Now the leg was so bad, I couldn't climb a ladder anymore. Um, I, I got up to 328 pounds, and now I'm taking 130 units of insulin a day. I'm injecting like 40 units after each meal, following the diet exactly the way my doctor told me. And every time I go in there every month, Jim, I told you to lose weight. Why are you losing weight? We got to give you more insulin. Well, hello, insulin makes you gain weight. So, of course, I'm shooting myself with more insulin. I can't lose any weight no matter what I try. And I'm following this diet to the T, and I'm getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now I'm 328 pounds. I can't even move my leg. I look down. It's completely black from my knee down to my toes. I thought my leg was going to fall off. That leg would swell up so bad. My blood pressure and cholesterol still out of control. It was even worse than what it was before because of the type of diet that I was eating. And I got a new guy to come and help me work. 
and he was a young, healthy guy, about 30 or 35, 35. And he started talking to me about diet the first or second day that he was there. He says, you know, I'm thinking of changing my diet. You know, I eat a lot of yogurt and stuff, but I'm not feeling my best. And I remember 15 years ago, I had ordered a set of cassette tapes from Dr. John McDougall. I'm sorry, I've, I've got tears just thinking about this. It's okay, it's okay. So I suggested I would bring these in for him to listen to. So the next day I brought these cassette tapes in, we started working and I started playing them on the radio. And I heard him for a half an hour, John McDougall speaking. And it hit me, Jim, this is your answer. So that day I threw out my lunch. I went to Kroger's, a grocery store down the street and I bought some fruit and I started that day. It's two years and one week later, I lost 164 pounds and now I weigh 164 pounds. So I lost half my body weight. Wow. It was the easiest thing I've ever could have done by eating potatoes and starch and comfort food and all that. But the most incredible thing at all is the third day after I started this diet plan, the swelling in my leg stopped. Wow. It, it no longer swelled. I, I worked for almost the whole day. There was absolutely no swelling. And I came home and I was amazed. So I've seen progress. I mean, I was almost in tears that my leg didn't swell up. It didn't hurt. I didn't have to put it up. I'm like, oh, my God, it's normal again. The fourth day, the diarrhea stopped. Like I said, eight to 20 times a day for five years, I could not hold the food in me. I had a normal bowel movement. I didn't have to go to the bathroom for 12 hours. This, I mean... I, this is something that was just so unbelievable. The third and fourth day after I start, I see these kind of results. Wow. Why would you ever eat something else? I knew I had something. The third day, the fourth day, I was hooked. There was no way that I'm ever going to change this diet. I had my answer. My leg felt good. I couldn't believe it. It was another week later. Everything is great. I'm very emotional about this. Now, this is 10 days after I start following this diet. I tested my sugar in the morning. My glucose level is 90. I didn't need a shot of insulin. And I'm, I'm like, this has got to be wrong. And I tested two other times. I mean, this can't be reacting this fast. So... Sure, it was 90 every time I made the reading. The reading was the same. 
And I had my oatmeal in the morning with my blueberries and stuff. And I had a big bowl of oatmeal. I mean, two cups of oatmeal, four cups of water. This was a Jethro bowl of oatmeal. The volume of food that I eat is unbelievable. And all the fruit I wanted. I'm a diabetic. I can never have fruit. I love fruit. Oh, my God. This I would take some blueberries and put them in the blender and kind of blend them up and pour it over my oatmeal. It's like I was having blueberry strudel in the morning and a huge bowl, eat as much as you want. And my sugar's fine. I, I, I couldn't believe it. So about an hour after I test my sugar, my sugar's down to like 85. I'm like, how did I eat a bowl of oatmeal that big with all these blueberries and my sugar's going lower? Here it is, I find out that your berries and the whole food form that they're in actually help improve your insulin. And every time I get that glucose meter out after I ate berries, my sugar would go down. So now this is the 10th day. I have my big bowl of oatmeal, my sugar went down to 85, and I'm like, I don't need any insulin. This is incredible. And now I can barely work because I'm just so happy. And I'm telling the guys at work and everything how this is. They're like, oh, my God, Jim, you just started this like a week ago. So the next day, I, you know, I had lunch. I had dinner. I test my sugar. I, the 10th day, I, I didn't have to take another shot of insulin that day. And I never have since this day. It took 10 days to reverse, to reverse the diabetes that I had. I'm just shaking right now telling you that I, you don't know how happy you are, that you don't have to test your sugar every day, worry about the food that you're eating, if it's going to affect you or anything. My life has just improved astronomically from that. So now it's two weeks later, four days after I'm no longer on insulin, the 14th day after starting the diet, I'm real dizzy when I get up from bed, and I'm lethargic, and I could barely move. And I mean, I'm like, something is wrong. I wonder what's wrong. So right away, I ran to the glucose meter. I tested my sugar. It was like 80 or 85. I'm like, everything's fine there. I says, you know, I got a blood pressure machine. I'm going to test my blood pressure. So I went and I tested my blood pressure because now I'm still on these high doses of uh, blood pressure medication I had been taking, and I didn't take myself off of it. I tested my blood pressure. It was like 80 over like 49. It was oh. way, way low, and I'm like freaking out. Like, oh, my God. You know, I was afraid something might happen, so I just quit taking the blood pressure medication. I had a little something to eat, and I got active that morning, and I felt a little bit better that I got moving. I didn't call my doctor. I didn't say anything to him about it, and I, I just took myself off the medicine. I know I shouldn't have without his advice, but I did it, and I monitored my blood pressure throughout the day, and it came up there. I was fine. The next day, it was a little higher. It was still like 100 over 70. And after about a week, it normalized, and it went up to like 110, 115, over 65 or 70. To this day, my blood pressure is 112 over 68. It normalized in three weeks after I started this diet. I never took another um, blood pressure pill from that day. I mean, Laura. 
This is too weak. My diabetes is gone. I don't need any insulin. My leg doesn't swell up. So I don't have to take the water pills that I used to take. I don't have constant diarrhea, so I don't have to take that medication to try to make my stool firmer. So now I'm off that medication. And it's like, this can't be happening. I mean, how can you not be sold that this is the right way to feed your body? It's the results that I have, I know are not typical with other people. But when you go on this powerful diet, you know, I went in to see my doctor two months after I started the diet. I'm off eight medications, all except the thyroid medication. I continue taking that, and I continue taking my cholesterol medication for the two and a half months. But all the other ones I wasn't taking anymore. He tested my glucose. It's perfect. He said, well, the medicine is doing great. And I said, you know, doc, I haven't had any medicine now for two and a half months. I haven't needed a shot of insulin. Okay, I'm no longer taking blood pressure medication. He's like, no, 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 you have to be on that. You've got to be on this for the rest of your life. You know, you can't take yourself off. You are going to kill yourself. This vegetarian or starch diet that you're doing, you're nuts. I don't advise this. You need to stop doing that immediately. And I'm like, doctor, I'm like, I have lost 30 pounds in two and a half months. My blood pressure is gone. I'm no longer taking diabetic medication. My leg isn't swelling. I don't have diarrhea. I'm a different person. And you're telling me that I'm crazy. I said, you know what? Those plants did more for me in five days than your medicine did in five years. Wow. I lost all respect for the man then. I walk out of an office. He's writing me prescriptions for my statin, for my cholesterol and everything. I says, you keep them because I don't want it. I'm not taking it. I don't care. What do you tell me? There's no way in hell that I would ever stop what I'm doing. Look at what happened to me in two and a half months. And the only reason I went to see him, because I was anxious to get a blood test. I wanted to know, okay, I've been on this diet for for almost 90 days. It was time that I went to see the doctor three months from my other visit. So I made the appointment and I just wanted to get a blood test. My cholesterol was 135, down from 360 on medicine for 20 years. I'm like, I had to look at the paper five times and and it's like, okay, I'm not taking any more of this cholesterol medication. So I stopped. He didn't recommend it. He told me I had to take it and I, and I wasn't going to follow his advice. I'm wrong. I should have consulted with somebody else, but I just didn't take the pill anymore. Three months after that, I went back in his office. My cholesterol is 106 now, no medicine. Like I said, I lost 134 pounds. The whole, the first 140 pounds came off in 10 months. Wow. I, I couldn't believe I could move like I was a teenager. After, after about the 10th month, I started walking. I had this energy. I could work now 12 hours without stopping. I felt amazing. Three months after three, I'm sorry I'm skipping you around. This is an exciting yeah, story. No, you're fine. 
after three months, I had severe carpal tunnel and arthritis in my arms and everything before, you know, I started my whole life. I had carpal tunnel for 20 years, but I never wanted to have the operation because you would lose, you know, the use of your hands for six weeks if they did the operation. And I couldn't afford to. I got to work every day. And how can I not, how can I hold a paintbrush if I can't use my arm? So I never had, a, I dealt with this, what I thought was carpal tunnel for 20 years. The hand was numb. If I would try to write something, a pencil would slide out of your hand. It was just ridiculous. And one day I'm plastering and I'm using my drywall knife for like half the day. And I remember that that was an extremely painful thing for me to do. And I do a lot of decorative plaster work. So you work with a trowel all day and a, like a drywall knife. And it would, my wrist would hurt so bad after a half hour of the work. I, only, I had to switch hands because I couldn't stand how bad it was. Three months later, it just was like, oh, my God, I never complained about my hand hurting. I just got through doing this for two hours straight. And my hands don't even hurt. I'm like, my carpal tunnel's gone. But I found out it was just the arthritis. So now that all these other great things happened in my life and no medication, weight loss, now I no longer have arthritis. I mean, it's unbelievable how your body responds to the proper food. From almost being dead five years before, to be feeling so good, I can't go to sleep. So I started going for a walk and taking a dog for a walk, taking my neighbor's dog for a walk. Now I walk four miles every day. And I don't care if I work for 12 hours a day. And I do a lot of the time, I'll come home and go for a walk for four miles. That just blows my mind. I can't believe that I'm not dead tired like I used to be, where I got to hit the bed and don't even want to take a shower. Now, I mean, I am a different person. Dr. McDougall, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, that is so incredible. Jim, what an inspiration. Oh my goodness. You are going to inspire so many people with this interview. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm speechless. Have you met Dr. McDougall? No, I called him on the phone one time, maybe 15, 20 years ago, because I started his diet. But unfortunately, when I did it, I think it's more like 20 years ago, I read his book about maximum weight loss. And I misunderstood the diet. And I was eating the way he told me in the book. And this was before the internet and everything. So I couldn't hear all the YouTube videos and everything else that were going on over. So I'm sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I, I, did, I did it the wrong way. I was eating vegetables. And I never, I wasn't eating potatoes. And I wasn't eating a lot of fruit. And I was just trying to make my stuff full. I'm eating salads and cucumbers and tomatoes and green beans. Not enough. No, I couldn't sustain. I would get weak an hour or two hours after I started eating. And I did this for six months. And my body responded. My blood pressure came down and everything else, and I was feeling good. But I was constantly hungry. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I, I thought I would, 
I didn't know. And I, and I started eating other foods because it takes so much willpower. And when you're constantly hungry and not satisfied by just eating the vegetables, and I never got the thing with starch out of that book. So I, you know, I was doing it wrong. So, mm -hmm. I apologize. So I did it wrong. This time I heard those cassette tapes that I had. They were like six hours. But then I came home and I started looking up John McDougall on YouTube and all of his presentations that he gives to people that come to his 10 day plans. He puts us all on the internet for free. Mm -hmm. he I learned all this from John McDougall for free. I ne he never wanted me to buy pills. This man dedicated his life to helping everyone and puts these videos out there for free. And I soaked up the information. And I listened to these videos from the first day. I think I, I still listen to them almost every day. Today, I was listening in my ear while I was painting to Dean Ornish's book, The Spectrum, because I download audio books. I listen to Furman. I mean, Dr. Michael Greger and his daily dozen and all that. I follow this stuff. I'm in incredible shape. I never felt better. I don't have acne anymore. I don't have greasy skin, greasy hair. My arthritis is gone. My body works perfect. Wow. Unbelievable. The best thing I could have ever done, it saved my life and I couldn't be happier. Oh my goodness. So how many years now have you been following? You said two years in a week? Two years and one week. Yep. Um, it took me 10 months to lose 140 pounds. And then, that, and then it took me to lose the other 25 um, I don't know, four or five months, but I didn't look at the scale anymore. I was happy with losing 140 pounds. I'm a lot of, I was under 200 and I, I wasn't under 200 since I went to high school. And wow. it was just unbelievable. People would see me and they didn't even recognize me. They had no idea. Or I'd walk into their house and they hadn't seen me for a year and they were shocked. I mean, it was just un unreal. So, it's funny, my lowest weight was 164 pounds, and it just happened to be that I lost 164, and I can't believe I lost half my body weight. Right now, I fluctuate between 165 or 170, and, um, you know, I got a dog. He's happy that we go for these walks every day, and I, I'm just happy. And listen, I'm a single guy. I was divorced before I started this diet, and I cooked the food myself. It's simple. It's easy to make baked potatoes and warm some corn up or make some steamed veggies. It's not hard. It's the easiest thing that you could do. You, and your tastes change. I remember after about a month, I would crave my potatoes. I was eating them every day, and the oatmeal, I couldn't wait to have breakfast again and eat that blueberry oatmeal. It was so good. And I just enjoyed all the food. And I remember the first 30 days that I started, the guys at work, they were watching what I brought into work. And I'm just bringing in volumes of food. And they're like, I can't believe you eat so much. 
And they're like, how are you losing weight? This is just unbelievable. And I'm making oatmeal cookies out of McDougal's recipe book. And I'm eating 10 or 12 cookies. And they're wondering, how are you eating cookies and losing weight? It's like, hey, the cookies only have sugar. They're made from apples, and it's all healthy, and they're dates and whole fruit to sweeten them. And there's nothing but oatmeal in there. There's no fat. And it's like, it's the easiest way that you could eat. You know, I now I make ice cream for myself, and I eat ice cream out of frozen berries. And, you know, I made it for the first time, and it was probably three or four months ago. I sat there and I ate a half a gallon of that. It was probably four pounds worth of fruit because it tasted so good I couldn't stop. But you know what? You don't feel guilty after eating it. If I wanted to eat another half a gallon, I could. And it's all guilt-free eating. And it's so delicious after you get into this for a while. I mean, you cannot believe how good your, your food tastes when you could really taste the food and all the oil and everything is out of the way. It's just, it's incredible how everything changed. I have another little story to tell you. I'm sorry. I know I'm getting no, you're, you're No, you're great. Go ahead. So I had another gentleman, a guy that I went to work for. He's saying, I, I can't believe you reversed my diabetes. I've had it for about a year, and I really want to try to get off of it. And I'm like, hey, you got to cut the fat. You got to cut this. You got to go on a whole food, plant-based diet. Jim, I can help you. Well, there's no way I can't. You mean I can't have milk in my coffee? I'm like, he's like, I can't do that. And I can't have cheese or meat? There's no way I can't do that. I'm like, Jim, you have diabetes because you want diabetes because of the food that you eat. It's caused by diet. If you really want to get rid of it and you're serious, put almond milk in your coffee. Mm -hmm. Well, six months later, I'm still talking to Jim and Jim hasn't changed. And he's, you know, they increased his medicine the other day. I talked to him about a week ago and I just don't hound him anymore. He doesn't want to listen. I I, I don't want to ruin his friend, my friendship with him, so I just don't bring it up. And I watch him doing what he's doing, and I just have to smile, and it's like, oh, well. But I explained to him uh, that his 2% milk, I said, Jim, you're drinking 2% milk thinking that it's like a fat-free milk. I'm like, let me show you this. So I got the milk carton out. Okay, now this is 18 months I'm into my diet, Okay. And now milk just turns me off. When I learn all those antibiotics and all that pus and everything that's in the milk, I mean, there's no way that I ever put that stuff in my mouth again. There's no way because my education is so great right now and I know what's in me. And it just, my thinking switched uh, 180 degrees and it was nothing that I did consciously. After eating this way and feeling so good, you just automatically switch. Now you're completely turned off by this other food. You don't want it, you don't crave it, and you realize it's gonna make you sick. So now it's, it's not even a question in my mind whether I would never put meat in my mouth, never taste fish, I don't even wanna touch it because I don't wanna get it on my hands. So back to the milk story. When I'm shown at the back of the milk carton, the lid was a little loose and the milk spilled out and I got it on my hands. And I immediately put the carton on. I went to his sink and I started washing my hands. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got to get that milk off me. This is disgusting. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, 
So I explained to him, look, if there's 120 calories or like 100 calories in an eight-ounce glass of milk, and 34 of those calories are from fat. So what does that tell you? That milk that you think is 2% fat is 34% fat. Figure it out, Jim. There are the calories. I'm like, and then he's saying to me, he's thinking, and I could see if the light bulb's turning in his head. And he said, like, how do they get away with saying it's 2%? I said, because the FDA tells the dairy that they don't have to go by measuring uh, the fat in food by calories for milk. They could do it by weight. And, you know, oil weighs less than water because gasoline weighs, what, 6.5 pounds or is it 5.6 pounds? And a gallon of water weighs 8 pounds. So because fat weighs less than water, now it appears that there's 2% milk fat in that milk. White FDA allows us to kill ourselves. All this bad information. My doctor, to this day, I still go to him. I haven't needed a doctor at all for two years. I am a meter He gives. He will renew my thyroid medication. It's cut in half now from what I was taking, but he renews it for a year. So that's the only thing I need him for. But I continue going back to get my blood test still insists that I'm going to kill myself with this diet, and I don't know what I'm doing. So this club that I belong to is called Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group. There's 4,500 members in this group now. It's the largest plant-based group that there is, I guess, in the United States or the world. There's a guy that's founded. His name was Paul Chatwin. He had 100% blockage in one of his arteries and 75 in the other two. You know, he got a second opinion. His wife got him into the Cleveland Clinic. His cardiologist suggested he talk to Dr. Esselstyn. Dr. Esselstyn called him while he was on the operating table and said, look, you can get off that that operating table if you're interested in a plant-based diet. Paul said, if you can get me off this table, I'll do anything. So he left the Cleveland Clinic, started driving back to Detroit the next day, and he read Carl Wasserson's book. He changed that day when he went home. After he was on this for about six months, he said, you know, that man saved my life and I got to give back. He said, so he put, a, he put a notice in the paper. And because he had no friends that ate that way, nobody understood the way he ate and thought, you know, I'm going to invite 20 people over to my house and I could tell them my story and maybe it'll help them. Maybe they're interested. So the 20 people came, he got, or 25 people responded to his ad. So he limited it. He said, I can't have more than 25 people in my house. So he had 25 people the first month. The second month, he had like 143 people that responded. So he found Beaumont Hospital, a hospital over here, gave him a room. And he brought the 134 people and kind of taught them the diet. Well, Beaumont Hospital didn't really agree with him, what he was saying. So they wouldn't give him the room anymore. So he went to a school and he found it. But that was three and a half years ago. And now from 20 people in three and a half years has grown to 4,500 people. Dr. Furman is coming to speak to our group in February. Doug Lyle was there on October the 28th. Dr. Rigger was there a month before. 
all these, the greatest heroes of my life, I get emotional just saying it. This diet saved my life. Everything they tell you saved my life. It's all free information. People, please listen. If someone would have got a hold of me when I was 20 and told me I could do this, my life would have been fantastic. And you know what? I'm glad I have my life back. And I know right now I'm in control of the next half of my life. And I'm not going to be dying because of the food that I'm putting in me. It's just, it's just incredible. I'm happy to remember this club. We have a small group potluck dinners once or twice a week at all different locations. It's great sharing with people the stories with PBNSG. Everybody, please visit the website pbnsg.org. And I'll put <laughs> I, the link in the in the show notes. Yeah, and. You know, I try to help out and do some work with the website and some other things. I want to give back to the organization. They're doing great things. It's helping a lot of people. And I just want to tell my story to help other people, too. And sometimes I come on strong and I get mad at people if they don't do it. And, you know, you try to come up with strategies, how they'll listen my my ex-father-in-law won't even listen. He was in the hospital for congestive heart failure. He weighs almost 400 pounds. The only thing the doctor told him to do is limit your salt intake. After congestive heart failure, that's what they told him to do. And he was drinking milkshakes when I went and visited him in the hospital with heart failure. That's what's on the menu for cardiac patients, milkshakes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I totally, oh, I understand more than you know. I mean, Jim, I don't even know what to say. That story is so phenomenal. I mean, does Dr. McDougal know your story? Does he know your story? Does he? Has he heard you? Yes, he heard a little bit of it. And um, this PBNSG, Paul Chatwin, the guy that started the club, paired up with another great plant-based doctor, Dr. Joel Kahn. He's out of Detroit over there. He's got a great restaurant, Green Space Cafe in Ferndale. Stop by there. If you ever go there, get a healthy meal. He's a good, he's a good so, friend of mine. He's incredible. The stuff that he does around the country and everything, he's involved in this group. And he gives to us for free, too. He comes and makes his speeches and everything, and he's really involved with the club. But, yes, he called Dr. McDougall, and I got a chance to talk to him and Dr. Khan at the same time. But I didn't really explain the story. I just told him I lost like 164 pounds, thank you, and stuff like that. So, no, he didn't hear the whole story. Jim, I'm going to email Dr. McDougall this video so he knows exactly what just – I mean – that is phenomenal. I mean, I've heard some amazing stories, but <laughs> yours is yours is yours yours is way way up there. I mean, I'm I'm speechless. I'm nobody special. I'm a regular guy that didn't have the information, and then when they gave it to me, it made sense. So I tried it, and for something to respond in three days, I'm not a special person. 
But like Dr. McDougall says, it works on everybody that does it the right way 100% of the time. These results are expected, not like the Jenny Craig program. These results are not typical. No, if you do a plant-based diet, no oil, no salt, no sugar, this is going to happen to you 100% of the time. And I'm just a normal guy. I'm nothing special. I just listened to the man and what he said made sense. I dream of one day being able to afford to make that trip and go either to a three-day program or a 10-day program. My God, I, it's just thank you. <laughs> I'm going to send him. He should invite you to come speak at his events. I mean, that's, that is incredible, Jim. I mean, just you should write a book. <laughs> I'm, you, I'm just a normal guy who wants to hear a normal guy study. I got sick not, the wrong way. But you know what? This this is how I think things. Things happen for a reason. You had this amazing transformation, this life-altering experience, so you could save other people. I mean, you can't ignore what happened to you. I mean, Oh my goodness. You have such a phenomenal story. You're so passionate about it. It's incredible. I mean, there's so many people that are going to benefit from this. <laughs> you say I'm passionate, but this is the thing. I suffered so bad when I was in the hospital. Every time I bring that up, you can't hide those emotions. I mean, when you beg your brother to just push me out the window or put the pillow over my face. I can't take the pain. It's difficult to even tell the story. PBMSG invited me on stage on October the 28th before Doug Lyle told it. And I told my story on the stage to everybody on October 28th a month ago. And, you know, I, I'm trying to give a speech and I'm breaking down crying. I can't tell the story and I apologize for crying, but it's it's so powerful what this does. It really is. And I've been through a lot of pain and anybody could do it. And I wish I could have got to myself when I was younger and just shook myself. But I probably wouldn't have listened. Like, you know, everybody that I try helping now, they want to know how I lost the weight, how did I get off the medication. As soon as I tell them, they think I'm crazy. They're like, I could never eat that way. I can never do this. And I'm... I just tell them, you know what's crazy? To have your heart split open, to have heart surgery, like Dr. Esselstyn says. That's radical. This diet is not radical. It's the okay. easiest thing. You enjoy your food and you get your life back. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I love this so much. Oh, this is fabulous. So, no, I'm definitely sending this to Dr. Mendugo, and I'm going to say you have to watch this. This is amazing. What an you're you're so welcome. Thank you for sharing your incredible story. I'm just, I'm so tickled by the whole. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jim, I'm posting this. Um, you're going to be the first of my series of I diabetics. You watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes the sound of their own voice. <laughs> I'm looking forward to well, it. Thank you. You're welcome. So I, I have five or six of you guys, and by far, you, I'm so posting yours first. Tomorrow, I'll be posting it tomorrow. So um, 
I'll send you the link. And you know, I friended you on Facebook because a lot of my friends had you on Facebook. So, um, you know, I like a lot of the stuff that you share and everything. And yeah, it was funny that one day that you contacted me and had said, "Hey, I heard your story from somebody else." I guess he heard the speech that I gave on October twenty eighth, Alan Kalmus, and. Uh-huh. I think he suggested that you interview me or whatever. So yeah. thank you, Ellen. And so. you know, October 28th is my birthday, so it seems only appropriate. Happy birthday. <laughs> you share your story, and then that's a, it's completely appropriate. <laughs> okay, thank oh, you. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and spending your time with us. That was just incredible. I'm just that is phenomenal. You still should write a book, and I would be the first one to read it. So. <laughs> Let me say it one time again. I'm a normal guy, and everybody could do what I did. Please, get on a diet. And what I try to tell everybody, get on 100% for 10 days. And if you don't feel better after 10 days, you know, it's like, if you don't feel better, then you could go back and eat the weight. But I guarantee you, you're never going to want to go back after you do this 10 days. Don't cheat. Don't have any cheese. Don't have any milk. Just do it the right way. It's going to be phenomenal. That's the way I did it. That's the way I believe it. Other people don't get the dramatic results because they pick and they eat. Oh, I'm going to have a steak today. And then they go back the next day. That's not going to help you. Your blood pressure is not going to go down. But, you know, they try. Everybody's got their own methods of doing it. So Yeah, it's a journey. It is a journey. It definitely is. And you have to, but you have to encourage everyone. You're like me. I did it overnight, just like that. But um, I I think that's, it's incredible. And I can't wait to share your story. But thank you again. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you and your time. I could talk about this all day. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. 